The following podcast contains language and themes that some people may find offensive. It also contains the most fabulous bits from over the past year. Yes, that's right, folks. It's a clip show episode. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to That Was The Week That Was, Was It? The podcast that doesn't have any guests this week, but fret ye not little listener because we do have a clip show for you yes a best of clip show or your well all my favorite bits all wound up in a little hour-long collection for you because let's face it we've had some fantastic guests over the last year and a half and uh, why not exploit that fact and just have them all in one big episode so i am alex sivright and joining me for this episode are my co-hosts emmy weber Haley pettit and kate o'connor who i miss dearly why won't she come back why won't she return my phone calls anyway enough about my personal anguish Let's have the first clip, and it's from an episode from 2021, last year. It is uh, the impressionist and fantastic person, Lewis MacLeod. Let's have a listen. Yeah. I also got my second jab. Ah. So, yes, yeah, and so Tuesday was a bit of a day for... Was that the day Scotland were playing... Uh, what was the day... We yeah, got I, I, beaten. I didn't, yeah, there was a day I last can't. week that got... Anyway, I went through, I think it was Tuesday... Mm. Um, and I got my second jab and so sort of had a bit of a, oh, jinx, you know, a bit of a slump on the Tuesday yes, just because it yeah. does, it does hit you. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Have you had both your jabs yet? I, I've only had the first one. I've um, had both. I've you've had both. both. Yeah, had both yeah. And did you yeah. feel strange after it? How did you feel after it? Well, on the <laughs> first jab, I uh, I felt okay, and then um, that night I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning, shivering, and, and then I had a panic attack because I was shivering too much and <laughs> couldn't regulate it, right. and then just didn't go to sleep till half past five the following day. Um, well, you pretty much missed so, my birthday. Like his his yes, jab was just before my birthday, so he was out of action the whole of my birthday. I was having a birthday steak on my own. In the kitchen, oh, no. sitting by myself with my birthday steak. Um, yeah. But in February, my first jab was just before his, so you know, I did it to him first. <laughs> so Cancelled each other out with. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. My, my second one. Uh, <laughs> my second one is the end of July, so I'm looking forward to see how my body reacts to that one. Right. Uh, I've heard mixed things. I've heard it. It's not as bad. I mean, but were you were you suffering with that one, Lewis? Oh, well, the second one was. Um, I mean, I tried to be funny when I went up to the. We did it in a sports centre, and I walked in and said, "Hello, I'm here for my twenty third jab." <laughs> oh, we've got a smart arse. And um, but I, I actually didn't feel the thing going in because, as a lot of people do, hate needles. I'm one of them, and I, I mean, mm. sort of rolled my thing up, oh. and it was in and out. I mean, they were fantastic, but uh, I had that with the first you, one, just just mm, boom, super boom. quick. Yeah. Mine lingered. I've seen too many uh, newsreel footages of, the, of you know people just getting thwacked on uh. the side of the arm. Mm. I think, oh no, is that what it's going to be like? But uh, it wasn't like the BCG that I got, which I remember was agony. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's done and dusted. It's just uh, the travel implications of it now because we're planning to go away, and and obviously Boris is waiting and uh, and uh, and giving us the hope. That on the nineteenth of July, this will be the day. Fwah. 
but 2022. Uh, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes, I got yeah. the dates wrong. Oh, balls. Wow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Uh, because there is only, it's like cry wolf, isn't it? There's only so many times he's going to be oh, I know. able I to know. get the support of everybody. Else. All right, then. And it's just going to be, no. Yeah. Bad enough. You yeah. can feel that already. It, People are just beginning to go, nah. Yeah. Who knows? But it's, you know, it's it's a good thing to have. And uh, But when I went in and got mine, I got the, it was almost like I was privy to the, to the news headlines that were going to be, you know, two weeks later, which was that you'll be getting another one of these in the autumn. Oh, right. Yes. Okay, that's the first I'd ever heard of that. What? And, yeah, you know, yesterday's news headlines on BBC Radio 4 was that this was now being in consultation, that we're going to now have to get one of these every autumn. Oh, well, I do that with the flu jab. So. Yeah, I've never had the flu, the flu jab. Yeah, I hear it works, but you do feel pretty lousy after you've had it. Um, I don't remember. I don't oh, remember anything. Good. It causes amnesia yep. as well. I have I have like the worst um, memory, and but it's good because it means that we could watch the same film a multiple amount of times, and I won't remember what's happening. Like, it's just <laughs> it's a fresh experience each time. It just goes into your subconscious, and when you go to bed, you're writing screenplays and things and making edits to the no, film. It's true. I'm I'm a lucid dreamer, so my my dreams oh, are, are amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm fascinated with this, you see, because um, I've only had it, I think, once, and it was absolutely brilliant. Mm. I had absolute control of the vista that I was that I was in, mm-hmm. and um, I think that from memory, I was. It was like um, the sound of music, this gorgeous, gorgeous alpine vista, and ahead of me in the distance was a rack-mounted set of synthesizers, you know, like a proper Jean-Michel Jarre. Nice. And nice. Uh, and I remember going over, and there was this guy who I think was a sort of composite of Jean-Michel Jarre. And, um, and, and I remember in the dream sort of playing a little riff on the keyboard, and he just turned to me and goes, well, everybody's doing that. I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. I felt so gutted that the, the scene. It's like it was like a PlayStation Two game that just crashed on me. It all just went to shit. The, screen, the vista disappeared, and I was in a grey room. Here I am. Come out of here. It was like a lucid dream reality check. But I've, I, I mean, I remember I've met people that are into all that and, and um, astral projection and all that kind of stuff, and mm. uh, it's fascinating that. So, can you can you bring on Emmy lucid dreaming uh, sort of wantonly? Then can yeah. you do that? As- um, yeah, I, I I was reading about it a couple of weeks ago, and, and apparently for most people who lucid dream, like they might get it a couple of times in their life, or some people get it more regularly. I could do it nightly, every night. Like I, you could wake me up at any point. I could tell you what I was dreaming about. I could change things um, that I don't like. So um, one of my tests to t- ch- double check that I'm dreaming is if I could fly. So I just jump like, yep, I'm, I'm asleep. And I'll just change, I'll just change the dream if I don't like it. That's incredible. Mental. I've had flying <laughs> dreams. They're great, aren't they? You know, can just at will just sort of take off. They're yep. beautiful. Ah, uh, you see, I don't get that. I just have uh, the ones where you fall over and trip over the curb. And then wake <laughs> and you up. wake yourself up. <laughs> you just, yeah, I have those yeah. ones. I don't even get off the ground. You're just like in an old car trying to do 200 <laughs> yeah, yeah. miles an hour and you can't. It's like running in a yeah. dream is really difficult, I think, as well. That's why I fly, yeah. because I couldn't run. So I thought, right, I'll fly then. And I just focused on how it looks, how it might look to have all the things moving. Yeah. When did you know that you could first do that then? Um, probably when I was a teenager. Right. Um, and yeah, just more and more. 
I, 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 I put it down to being an artist. I don't know, like, because I'm a very creative visual person, so I, I just assume I still have visions when I'm, when I'm asleep. Um, but I don't get very good quality of sleep, though. <laughs> All right. Because I'm mostly in the dream state. Because, you know, you speak to your parents about things like that and you go, well, um, you know, they would say things like, don't eat cheese before you go to your bed because that makes you dream. And I'd be thinking, no, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to yeah, go into this yeah. other world that's that's kind of fascinating and amazing. Well, yeah, oh, that's yeah. great. I love that. Well, I went to um, a sleep clinic um, because I don't get good quality of sleep. And there, there was doing tests and things and they were saying they would end up putting me on medication and that will making me have the deep stasis of sleep in less dreams. And I thought, no, I want the dreams. So I stopped going to the sleep clinic because I really enjoy my dreams. I'm the master of napping. Oh, yeah. I can, I can vouch I, for that. Yeah. Pretty much every day I'll have a nap and have another exciting little dream. That's cracking. A little escape. Got, friends of mine, I mean, I've done it myself. You keep a notepad by the side of the bed. So if you get a funny idea, you get that thing. I remember it was a director said to me once, you know, you, you get, I think, that mind chatter before you fall asleep. And he said, it's like that moment where your imagination sort of starts to disassemble the, the, the day. And he says it's at that point you keep the pen and paper by the side of the bed. So if you get a funny idea, it it's sort of comes to you. I mean, I've had, yeah. certainly musically, I've had compositions that I've not heard mm. before that I've thought, if I only had a way of putting that down, I suppose I could record it into a thing. But it, it, it's a, it's amazing yeah. how, how imaginative it can become. I remember John Holmes talking about uh, that very same topic about having a thought and writing it down. So he's got a notepad by his the side of his bed. Uh-huh. And he was saying, and I had this great idea. So I wrote it down and then went back to sleep. And when I looked the next morning, all it said was milky arm. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? An anagram or something? He has no idea what that was about. So, um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> milky arm, 700 hours. Roger that. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you will. That was the uh, brilliant Lewis McLeod there. Um, I was just really enjoyed chatting to him. He's one of my favourite people, and he's wonderful. Um, next up, we were very, very blessed to have one of my comedy heroes uh, come on, and I don't know how the hell we got him, but we got him. So here is Charlie Higson from The Fast Show and countless other things, Reeves and Mortimer, author. He's just a brilliant man. And here he is talking about the time when he... Got to play James Bond. So interesting fact about you, I was reading. Um, you've played James Bond, haven't you? I have. I yes. have. In a bit yeah. of, um, it was very meta. Very. Very, very. meta, yes. I mean, obviously, uh, for those who, who who know me well, or even don't know me at all, but occasionally look at Wikipedia, or go into bookshops, or I have children. Yes, I wrote a series of young James Bond books. Mm-hmm. I was commissioned by the Ian Fleming estate, so it was very exciting to actually sit down and, and be able to type the words, the name's Bond, James Bond. Uh, it's the second best thing to actually being James Bond. And then um, I was approached sometime after by the company that made the Miss Marple TV series, and they said, we're doing this new Miss Marple, and the way we do it now, we, we try and set it in some specific historical period and try if we can to work in an actual historical figure from the time for a bit of fun and they said uh, this book is set in the caribbean in the 1950s 
and it would be quite fun for Miss Marple to meet Ian Fleming. So we thought of you and we thought, would you like to write this episode, a Caribbean mystery? So I thought, well, that'd be very exciting. Um, and I did. It's the only time that Miss Marple ever leaves England. Mm. And as a result, they hadn't got round to uh, filming it because it was more expensive. And in fact, it took, I think, two or even three series before they, they, they plucked up the budget to film my one. Wow. Uh, and of course, then didn't film it in the Caribbean. It was filmed in South Africa. <laughs> oh, well, uh, still quite plush. But yes, yeah, so that's a long preamble to me. So, so I wrote this episode because Ian Fleming had a house out there, Goldeneye, which he bought off the mother of the woman who set up Island Records. Chris, what's his name? I used to have these I... facts at my fingertips. Anyway, it doesn't matter about that. He had a house out there called Goldeneye. <laughs> and yeah. um, uh, he was interested in wildlife and bird watching. Um, and he had a book on his bookshelf, which was Birds of the West Indies, written by a man called James Bond. And when he was looking for a name for his uh, detective, a uh, secret agent, he looked at the book and thought, that's perfect. He wanted something boring and bland and straightforward. He didn't want mm. to write a sort of Lord Peter Whimsy type of a book. He's, um, he wanted his to be kind of brutal and real. And he thought James Bond is a nice unfussy name. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll write Ian Fleming into the into the episode. So um, he will meet Miss Marple in, in, in the Caribbean. And I thought, well, if I'm putting Ian Fleming in, let's put James Bond in as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did. So I have yeah. them all at the hotel where Miss Marple is staying. The ornithologist, James Bond, turns up to give a talk on birds of the West Indies. And Ian Fleming is there talking to Miss <laughs> Marple, trying to find a name for his agent. And the man introduces himself as, uh, hello, I'm um, Bond, uh, James Bond, uh, this kind of nerdy uh, American ornithologist. And I wrote this, uh, having a bit of a laugh. And the great thing about writing something like that for someone else, because normally the stuff I write is I produce myself or, or with, you know, it, it, with Paul, if it's a comedy thing, Paul Whitehouse. But this... Uh, it was great. I could just give them the script. They've made hundreds of them. Thought, well, I'll leave them to it. I don't have to get involved in the day-to-day -day grind of filming, which is incredibly stressful because you yeah. are constantly fighting the weather, time, uh, time running out, your actors forgetting the lines, things going wrong, and, it, and it's, it's compromise after compromise after compromise. You only have the perfect vision in your own head. So there I was at home with them filming out in South Africa, and by the end of the first week, they'd they'd used up all of their wet weather cover, mm. which is uh, your exteriors. You start with your exteriors, and uh, if it rains, you've you quickly film something indoors. But it was yeah. pouring with rain, so they're having a terrible time. And I thought it's not my problem. I should enjoy watching the finished product. And then they got in touch and said, uh, you know what? It might be quite fun if you played James Bond. <laughs> And I, you know, and I couldn't turn that down. You can't. So can I, you? No, and I went out there, and I had the, you know, you have your 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 three way, as it's called, which is three little dressing rooms in a in a caravan, and it said James Bond on the door because they always put the character name rather than the actor. And so yes, there I was playing James Bond, but suddenly, of course, I was plunged into the stress and the horror of filming. Yeah. It, it was a big night scene, and it was pouring with rain. They're all supposed to be having a lovely meal outside under the stars but 
had this huge, great sort of device had been rigged up above them, just filling with water as the rain thundered down. And this was about four in the morning. And oh. they just managed to get Miss Marple and Anthony Cher out of the way before this thing collapsed. Wow. <laughs> and would have crushed <laughs> them to death under the weight of the water. So it was quite exciting. But yes, I played the boring ornithologist, James Bond. Now, if Charlie Higson blew your socks off, get this. We had Colin Mockery on. He was our fourth guest how about that? I mean, me and Colin go way back, though, way back. I've done a lot of things with him. I've done four things with him. Anyway, here's Colin Mockery from Whose Lines It Anyway telling us about how he wish he could trend things on Twitter. Bless. <laughs> so Monday, festive cheer. Tuesday, was that as festive for you? Uh, Tuesday is a day. Okay, it well, is. it's going to sound silly when I tell you. But um, Tuesday is the day when I try to trend something. Um, ah, okay. I, and um, it's yet to work. I'm trying. I try to get certain phrases trending, like mm-hmm. you know when um, you're opening a play or someone something, and uh, someone will say you know break a leg or marriage or something. Mm-hmm. I try to get push the hanky, trending. Push the hanky. Nice. Okay. It, it, <laughs> it had no traction. It just didn't go. I had this whole backstory of, you know, in Shakespearean days, uh, because there was no hygiene, all the actors would have uh, little hankies. When the stink got bad, they would shove it up their nose. And so if you push the hanky, there'd be no stink. Right. Oh. No. Push the hanky. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that before every recording now. Do it. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I found out recently that drag queens have their own equivalent and they say they don't like to say break a leg because so often they're on towering heels and the risk of that is very real. So instead they say um, batter lash. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. I like that too. Maybe I, like I should. Well. Maybe that's who I should be um, focusing on for push the hanky. Mm. Well, on drag queen, sure. They're, yeah. You know, they're, they're game for a laugh. They're always, uh, you know, influencing language. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they'd be a good target market, I think, for your language trending ambitions. Mm. Push the hanky is more for, like, Victorian fops, isn't it? Or dandies, more like push the hanky. It's kind of like a, I can see them, you know, flapping a hanky around for good luck. Yeah. Yeah, but how many of them do you meet, like, day to day? Very few around here. Well, yeah. I'm in southeast London, so there's not yeah. many here. It's they're more sort of hackney way. It really I is a, a dying profession. Mm. Yes, it, it is sadly. Uh, yeah. yeah, the whole fop society. I think the one in Toronto just went bankrupt. Oh Aww. wow! Yeah, that's a real shame. As, as the whole coronavirus thing, lockdown. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses and a lot of fops have but also gone hankies under. Don't, yeah. Hankies don't do well in a in a sort of viral environment do they you really no. want something that's more disposable yeah the face mask unfortunately has take precedent over the hanky wear the mask maybe that's the n- new do you think that'll tra- <laughs> that'll just start a whole fight on facebook or whatever, twitter <laughs> people coming with the political ramifications it's oh. just push the hanky is pretty inoffensive i know unless someone doesn't have a nose it, it, it was bad uh, enough when I posted a picture about me getting vac- vaccinated. 
um, this was last week, the amount of hate I got yeah. from really? that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. One person said RIP to me. <gasps> uh, another one was like, called me a clown. And I was like, well... Rest know. in protection from COVID-19. I, I guess that's what it meant. I, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, crazy times, crazy times. So, Sometimes I feel uh, Twitter isn't the best place for rational discussion. No. <laughs> do you know what, Colin? I think you might be onto something there. Yeah, I really it's, do. It's been a long time coming, but somebody needed to say it. I'm not afraid to say it, except on Twitter, where I'll be attacked. Where you'll be killed by the mob, yes. That's totally ha- fair. Hashtag push the hanky. Push the hanky. I'm also trying to get... You know how uh, people used to say, oh, uh, she's the cat's meow, like back mm. in the old, old days. I tried to go, oh, you're the dog's potato. And which I realized, I, okay, I was going opposite of cat, but the opposite of a meow isn't a potato. So I think that's um. where that one fell down. Yeah, also, like, we do already have a fairly pre- prevalent turn of phrase that starts with the dogs yeah. Um, yeah. and ends in, in something that, you know, you could term them potatoes if you wanted to, if you were being, yeah. you know... Yeah. Yeah. Very coy. Yeah, yeah. No. The dogs, the dogs bollocks. Yeah, dogs bollocks. Yeah, that what that one did. Yeah, I can see now. There's a lot of problems with that. But then saying that, we saying to someone, "You are the dogs bollocks," is a can good be thing. A good thing. That's a good term. So yeah. you are ahead of the you curve. The Maybe for children, the dogs potato. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like potatoes. that. That's good. Yeah. 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 But then you've got to have the awkward conversation with your young children. We're like, Mummy, what is a dog's potato? And I'm like, why are you speaking like a cockney? Uh, and yeah. then you have to explain, <laughs> well, there's this man, he's called Colin Mockery. He, there was a whole thing and... There was a whole whole thing for a week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe even less than a week. And maybe one day. Here, take this hanky and go and play. It, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out, though. Yeah, yeah we'll figure that one out. Yeah. Well, that was Tuesday, and I, I actually did it. Did it trend? You did, I don't know if no. you covered that. It did. Oh. It did not. It died on the vine. Well, oh. I'll I'll try um, posting it as well. All right. Uh, and see where that goes. Um, I appreciate it. Hashtag, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. When we post about this podcast. Yeah, I will say hashtag push the hanky hashtag podcast. All right. <laughs> It never caught on. It never trended. It never did anything. But how nice is it to hear Kate O'Connor again, um, who was with me from day one. Um, and uh, I, as I, I was joking earlier, but I do miss her a lot. But, you know, she had a baby. What can you do? You know, babies take up a lot of time, apparently. And, you know, they. she's much better off without this little podcast, I think. But never mind. You're going to hear her again in a sec anyway, because our next clip is from an episode with an old mate of mine, John Holmes, the guy that uh, is a double BAFTA award-winning writer and radio man. I have to say double BAFTA award-winning writer whenever I mention him, because it's it's in, it's in his contract, um, his life contract, apparently. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a long story, but... Anyway, here's a clip of John Holmes and his exciting celebrity lifestyle. How was your week last week, John? Well, you know, it was it was the same as every week is for me. I mean, as you know, I live in the I live I live and breathe the glamour of show business. Uh, Kate and and Alex and 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 so every day is filled. No, it's not like your day. 
listener. It's not like your boring day where you just do mundane things. Mine is filled with excitement. So on Monday, if you want to start there, do you? I suppose. Yeah, so. I do. I do. Yes, um, it's the traditional starting point. Yeah. yeah Monday, so yeah. what what happened was, and this is uh, this is what only what you know, a listers like me get to get to deal with. Mm-hmm. Is mm. that that in in the garden uh, because of the success I have? I have a, a rotary clothesline. Wow, oh, Mr. Lardy Da. Oh, I know, I know, and I don't mean to. You know, I know it's that's a bit show off, but it is. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna be honest about it. I don't I don't think I need to disguise the fact that I have a rotary clothesline that was about <laughs> forty quid from Argos, if I'm honest. And for those wow. people listening who think that's is is a little bit outlandish, I did save up for it. Right. And oh, and good. but my point was I spent a minimal amount on this clothesline. So over over the I'm gonna call it the pandemic, what's happened is the the, the lines on the the line part of the rotary mm-hmm. have have sagged. Oh. So the moment you hang, say, a wet towel or mm-hmm. latterly a wet sock on it, they would it would droop. Right. Droop it would yeah. like to the floor. So I I I took the clothesline out of the ground i unthreaded the line part of the rotary which is a sort of what is it a sort of plastic twine yeah and i re-threaded the whole rotary clothesline to tighten it all up it's something i'm meaning to do for about six months and that took me about two hours so those of you who think i live a mundane life no that's the glamour level i operate at and you can only dream of that the rotary light, how long is that when it's pulled out? Well, I'll, honestly, I know things, people say, don't they, They'll when you stretch something out, it would stretch to the moon and back. Yeah. Right? Now, the moon and back is a pub about five miles away from here. Okay. So as an experiment, right, I laid the line of the rotary along mm. that way, and, and it reached about half the way to the moon and back. Okay. Um. So So just to the moon then? Well, no, no, not even to the moon because the moon, the moon is a pub a mile on from the moon and back. Yeah, ah. so it would have been a quarter of the way yes. to the moon and back and back. Back. Yes, yes, but but not that far to the moon itself. No. If you see, if you see what I mean. Yes. So in, in so so as a, as a as a as a theory of measurement, it's absolutely hopeless. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So did you just thought while well, I'm here, I might as well just measure this twine in case i get asked about it well obviously you're gonna get asked about it he's a celebrity obviously that's first question yeah i mean it's the it's it's the only the only i mean the the only other way of measuring it which which again i i did because i live quite near the coat i live in kent as you know showing off all the time yeah oh yeah i've got i live in kent and i've got room for a rotary clothes line oh my god you've got a room for it most people have it outside no i've got a separate room for it (laughs) i put it don't put it outside. I put it in a room. And if I want clothes to dry faster, I just sit down and blow on them. Wow. <laughs> so I have a rotary clothesline room. I, I put it to you, John Holmes. Um, mm. You know, in old school Chinese restaurants, they have round tables. And on those round tables, they have a little sort of mini round table on a whirly gig. And a, it's a lazy Susan. A lazy Susan. Lazy Susan. Why yeah. is but it? In Chinese, what is that? Well... Well, Susan isn't a Chinese name, is it? So I don't know that we can call it 
a lazy Susan. Oh well, like you know, I imagine it's been it's been anglicised for you know for our you know our Western name tastes. But I do wonder why then your rotary clothesline isn't called a Windy Wendy. <laughs> well, I mean, Windy Wendy, apart from being someone I went out with at school. Um, Mm. You, you see, you've gone down the route of alliteration, whereas the Chinese and their lazy Susan have not. But you, you have already addressed that point because it wasn't a it wasn't Susan in the original Cantonese. Yes. So what would it be? Is my question to you. Well, I don't know the Chinese word for lazy, so I can't alliterate a word that I don't know. Somebody Google it. I have actually just googled what um, the Chinese call a lazy Susan. Go on. They are known as Kanziao Zhoupian, uh, which is um, dinner table turntable. Oh, I like that. Sorry, Alex, could you do it in the accent? Because I didn't really understand that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't, John. No. Accents no. aren't my forte. Oh, is that how? Remember? Right. Is that why? <laughs> John Holmes there trying to get me in trouble and trying to make me do an accent uh, on a podcast not just any accent an offensive one but you know that's what the edit button's for isn't it <clears throat> anyway so our next guest that i'm going to feature is someone who's doing incredibly well on the comedy circuit at the moment she has appeared in such such tv shows as uh, unforgivable live at the apollo mock the week um she's she's gonna she's blowing up she's blowing up and i was really lucky to get her on my podcast before she blew up so i couldn't really capitalize uh on it um because she blew up after she appeared but anyway this is uh my old friend ria lena and uh she's we joined the clip of me talking about glamping and that kind of ties into what she talks about afterwards. So here we go. We we I say we've just been glamping. So we've come back today. We had two days glamping in Berry St Edmunds, and so everything. What we've is eaten, that, Alex? Well, what is glamping? Well, let me tell you. You know, um, camping. Yes. It's not that. It's not that. It, it's basically okay. It's like living in a nice little sort of modernish-looking wooden hut with a tv in there that doesn't get any signal as such you've got absolutely no wi-fi absolutely no <clears> phone <throat> signal at all um and everything is in one room and you cook outdoors on a even the barbecue. toilet no the toilet's actually inside but it's in the same basically it's in a very tiny wet room with a shower in there as well so you could essentially have a shower while taking a poo oh. what did you do on friday i <laughs> Okay, so Friday, I collected the child from the trip. Oh, yes, you remembered. That he went on, collected mm. him from that, and we went to the park because it was nice. So we went to the park and, like, soaked some rays. Lovely. You see, that's good. I like a good Bit of skin chill. cancer yeah. there. Yeah. Bit of skin cancer. That's what you uh, No, we had, we had, no, we did our SPF. We were, we were responsible. Excellent. But really simple, straightforward day. Just picked him up. You know, they got back. A little bit late. They got back at like four o'clock and the sun was still out. So we're like, let's go to the park. Let's mm. do that. Sounds good. Um, sounds good. We... It sounds like the glamping, but with 
you know, without the annoying bits. It just sounds like you're outdoors and you've got a swing. Yes, I was able to shit freely in the park without it showering. <laughs> Good for you. And that was that was the key thing for me. I was like, either or, man, either or. But yeah. not both, especially no. in a park, no. you know, because that's just rude. It is rude. rude. It is rude. It yeah. is rude. It is rude to shit in the park and shower. It's frowned upon. I would didn't say. fall over as well. Is it now? Is it frowned upon? That's such a British thing to say. It's frowned upon. It's frowned going, upon. What is that? That's you making a face and walking on. That's so British. Yeah. And isn't it? It, yeah. it, it is frowned upon in this country that someone's taking shit <laughs> in the park uh, while showering. You know, yeah. In America, we'd taser that. We'd taser the fucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'd just be like, no, no, thank you, dude. Yeah. But no, here you would just walk by and frown upon it. Yes. Yes. It just says everything about what the Brits think of themselves. They're just like, well, I'm up here in society, so when I frown, it means something. And I'm like, it really doesn't, mate. Honestly, you know, hope the wind doesn't change and your face will stay like that. Oh, that is your face. Okay. <laughs> Too late. Haley, you ever frowned at anything? <laughs> oh, I'm so grumpy. I frown all the time. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, would, I would definitely do the frowning at someone shitting in the park. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Shitting and showering. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, forgot about that bit. Haley's a mom of three. I don't think she's showered in at least four years. <laughs> she doesn't have time. So, yes, Haley Pettit there, um, who also, like Kate O'Connor, has been with the podcast since day one. She's been doing the voiceovers. And, uh, and then she stepped up as co-host, So, which is fantastic. So here we go with our next guest, who is um, another old pal, really. We've done... A few things together, and he crops up every so often. It's the lovely Jake Yap, and he appeared on the podcast, and he spoke about his Tuesday, which was um, going to a French supermarket to get his clothing. Let's have a listen. So, we're going to move on to Tuesday. That's a good idea. I think so, too. Um, what was Tuesday like for you, Jake? Uh, I went to a French supermarket. Ah, oh, well, you were in France, I presume, then? I was in France. Ah. Which made it so, yeah, much easier going to a French supermarket. I um, imagine. Yeah. yeah. Supermarché. The paperwork. Yeah. Um, my obsession, my favourite thing, is to go to a French supermarket. And it's where I buy all my uh, underwear and T-shirts. <laughs> okay. Because they've all got... English writing on that's just a little bit off, just a little bit right. not quite not quite right. Um, Example. And in honor of this podcast, I'm right now. This is the first time I've worn it, and you can tell because look, I let I kept the sticker on it. Oh, lovely! Yes, we get, we're doing t-shirts, right? Not pants. Yeah. Well, I'll show you that okay. in a second. So this is this no, is no, a no. French supermarket <laughs> t-shirt which says, "Everyone should be free and honesty." What is it? Honesty finds its own way. Oh well, like okay, that, that is a statement. What? That is a statement, isn't yeah. it? And then look, I've got French supermarket underwear. I am going to show you. Go on, just, just just the band, just the band. This is going only fans. It's fine. It says iconic remix. <laughs> because if there's one thing you want to remix, it's your genitalia. Oh my it's god! Like, the thing needs a bit of jazzing up. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! Oh, I need wow. those. It's only Tuesday yeah. for God's sake. I mean, 
Just oh, wait till you hear about Friday. <laughs> yeah. Iconic remix. Iconic remix. We took oh. your genitals and we remixed them. That's wonderful. It's 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 kind of like you know when you go to like a dodgy market and you get like the Calvini classics. There you the go. Pants. It's exactly that. Um, There's but um, that is great. Yeah, I've got my favorite T-shirt, which can no longer be worn anywhere ever. Although I think that you could wear it, but only if it was in a circumstance where you could explain why you were wearing it. <laughs> right. You know, particularly you know post. 2017 right so it's literally i should have brought it down it's just literally like a square it's gray with a square of like camo pattern mm. and on the inside okay. of the square with the camo pattern it just has the legend risky man <laughs> right risky man and so I, I guess what they're trying to convey with that is like edgy you know yeah. this guy's gritty and you know whatever he's on the edge but of course, it doesn't sound like that. But you know, my point being, all men are risky. It's true. And until it's all true. men understand their inherent risk and manage that, mm. we're not going to yeah. evolve as a society. No, that's true. That but true. you can't walk down the street explaining that to everyone you know. So it's a People very just specific. Avoid you, well, I mean, that happens anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I went to a Walmart in America and you know they like in uh, Primark here you've got the t-shirts that have got random like designs from like I don't know Superman or Batman sure. or some obscure stuff completely obscure in Walmart they had a platoon t-shirt lovely with a picture of Charlie Sheen's face and it just said platoon across the top perfect do they have it in kiddie sizes D no I really <laughs> But that I just stared at it for ages, thinking, "Wow, who would yeah, get that?" That would make a great baby grow, man. The first casualty of war, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, all of this stuff. I, I just love. It. I feel like it's designed by computer. Like it's just some AI algorithm that's like yes. looks at words that are trending and. Yeah, you probably. Um, yeah. My favorite ones are always the sort of tropical, cool. Um, I've always been obsessed with, I've been obsessed with like a Ukrainian or Eastern European obsession with Malibu, if that <laughs> yeah. makes sense, you know? So yeah. like this idea that if you live in the Eastern Bloc, your idea of paradise, Malibu, I love Malibu. <laughs> and I, I did buy a t-shirt in a French supermarket that just says Malibu feelings. <laughs> and it just felt. It felt right, man. It felt so right. Yeah. Yeah. You make you feel sunny. You really, oh, you really, yeah. Like, I wanted to wear a pure white suit, white shoes, maybe roll <laughs> the sleeves of formal jacket to the elbows, maybe a leather jacket. I don't know. I would like to have flying V guitar, you know, live the dream. The shades, yeah. the shades that are wrapped around. Because we, we can be free in our dreams. Yes. Of Malibu, Malibu feelings. Malibu in our dreams. Always. Yes. Oh. Beautiful. beautiful. I, I am not risky man. I'm not risky man. I'm, I'm I am Malibu risky man. There was my favorite, my favorite, <laughs> honestly, my favorite t-shirt. There's like another French supermarket one said on it. And it was sort of had that kind of uh, jerky, like 
fonts that looked like yeah. crazy eyes darting about. And it said, drive to the limit. I was like, as you should. Yes. Quite right. Just up to 70 is perfectly oh. acceptable. So, yeah, Jake, yeah. He, um, I didn't basically play the whole uh, vegan bit he did because it's very funny. If you listen to that episode, um, he does this whole Wednesday and Thursday, which is just killing animals, which is horrible, obviously, but very funny in an entertaining kind of way. Um, so the next guest on for this clip show, which I hope is you're sticking with and it's not boring you. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to do, but I thought it's Easter. Let's do an Easter special where it's, a, you know, clips. Why not? You lucky sods. This is Alistair Beckett King. Wednesday. What? Big cling. <laughs> oh. Really? Big, big, full, full, full clean. So yeah. Starting, starting with me, my body, top to bottom. Yep. And, and the house as well, as well. Because awesome. uh, it's one of the, uh, I find, I don't know if you have this, if you, if you're washing yourself and then the bathroom's a bit dirty, you're like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Because how can I become clean while the bathroom, but then equally, if you're cleaning the, if, if you're clean and you're cleaning the bathroom, you're like, I'm now, now I'm getting dirty. Yeah. And so it's like, so what I th find is you need to do it them simultaneously. So I, I will be cleaning completely naked. I'm, I'm sorry no, to describe this. No, no, sorry don't, don't apologise for this. that at all. I mean, Please close your ears no. so you can't hear what I'm saying. No, I'm opening them. Uh, so uh, basically the full naked clean. Yeah. And I, I see myself uh, not just as a thing to be cleaned, but also a, 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 a tool that cleans. A vessel, a cleaning vessel. Yeah, I am the sponge. Uh, uh, it's, I don't want to say spiritual, but at some point... Uh, you know, where does the cleaning product end and where do I begin? Mm. Now, you say you are the sponge. I am, yeah, a sponge, yes. Okay. Or cloth. Uh, yeah, you strike me more as a cloth. Well, uh, the the thing about the sponge is you've got the abrasive side and we all have our abrasive side. We do. And so that's, um, that's why I feel like I have a certain connection to sponges. Mm. Mm. I can see why it took you all day. Yeah, I took flipping ages. I bet. You know, we've got the east wing, uh, the west wing. Yep. The the north wing. They don't. A lot of buildings don't have a third wing, but we have three. Chicken and wing. and then of course the chicken wing, where we filmed that game show. Yeah. Count your chickens. Uh, in the series one. Yes, which uh, you weren't party to, Emmy, but you'll you know hear that later. No, that was an excellent callback, bearing in mind that uh, you did not hear it. <laughs> they really set that up very nicely. It's nice though. But uh, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I find that it gets to a point where you can only clean so much, and mm. you begin to get dirty again through, you know, over exertion. Yeah, you sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and it, well, it's okay. I'm just going to say it. Entropy. Good. Entropy. I'm glad you said it. You know. It's, well, yeah, it's 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 the ele the elephant in the room. Yes, it's entropy, and um, it's the second law of thermodynamics. I think, is it? I think it might be first law, second law. I think it's second. It's I, it's one of the top two laws. Yeah, of thermodynamics that entropy increases 
So you, whenever you're cleaning, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. you've got the second law of thermodynamics on on your case. Yeah. It's good luck. It's like, it's like <laughs> good thing luck where cleaning. You, it's like the thing where you drink yourself sober. I think it's like you, you will clean mm. yourself dirty. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Which is a phrase I didn't think I'd ever say. <laughs> clean yourself dirty. Yeah, that was the title of that track that you wrote for the middle section of the podcast. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the rap one. <laughs> then you, yeah. you could go outside and hose down. Yeah, yeah, but Hose Down was the other track from the rap album as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really proud of that Hose Down line. It's probably the high point of my whole uh, podcasting career. <sighs> I really, I really think, I really think it is. So I'm just trying to get comfortable on my chair. I'm not, it's not going to happen. <sighs> okay, so the next guest is. The omnipresent, if you watch TV or radio, listen to radio, you don't watch the radio, it's, it's whatever, it's Lucy Porter, and she's talking about yoga. Thursday, Lucy, come on, what was that like? So... Hit me with that good stuff. Thursday, um, I'm genuinely actually looking at my calendar to see what I did. Oh, yoga, so much yoga on a Thursday. Yoga oh. is, um, it's yoga with Natalie on a Thursday. Okay. Which, you know, you know what Natalie's like. She pushes you, but you welcome it. Yeah. But the thing is, she pushes you while you're doing it, which is the problem. You fall yeah. over all the time. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, it's, it does you, certainly test you your reflexes. Learn. It's kind of <laughs> yoga as a martial art where you have to be prepared at any point for the yoga instructor to come over and push chop you. your windpipe. <laughs> I don't know that's the thing where they just push you over when you do a downward dog. It's like just point and laugh at you. It's for your own good. Uh, well, there's a bit, you know, tree pose where you stand on one leg. Yes. And that you get people falling over in that, which is, I mean, it is hilarious. It is funny. I've fallen over in tree pose. Yeah. Now, do people fart? Because I've never yes. actually been to a yoga. Thing. I was gonna. I was gonna ask yes. that. It's just, yeah. Oh. I didn't know if that was some sort of fake thing that happened, but yeah, they do, do they? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, some really quite extraordinary. I mean, I would say probably proper, audible, cartoon-style. Um, yeah. I've only encountered about four or five of those, but little squeaky, little bum squeaks, they happen quite yeah. a lot. <laughs> and sometimes you're not sure whether it's vaginal. I mean, you know, I'll just throw yeah. that out there. Of course. And that was another question I was going to ask, but I held back, but you answered it anyway. <laughs> um, I've never actually done yoga myself, and I can't imagine I'd be particularly great at it because any sort of suppleness I've had or any sort of stretchiness is gone, I think. Mm, yeah. But you're not getting any disagreement from me and Hayley there. No, I know. I know. It's, it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. It, so, it, I mean, my right leg can cross over my left but my left leg struggles with my right one yeah oh you're totally lopsided everybody is and it is yeah. hilarious where you just realize that you i have the strength of a kitten in my right side and of thor in my left side and if i try it well this is why you fall over you see because you you if your yoga teacher isn't pushing you it's because you've got you know you overestimate the capacity of one of your legs and underestimate yeah. the capacity of the other and then you kind of crumpled to the floor farting yeah i mean sounds great <laughs> with the first time <laughs> yeah, goodness. that's the brilliant lucy porter um her episode is very very funny i do i do recommend a listen because she was brilliant and um 
well up for a laugh. Um, okay, next we have actor and comedian Alison Ward, who is, uh, you might have seen her in uh, Mandy, the Emily Atak show, she was in Big Field, um, she also did a web series um, called The Secret Garden, which is very, very funny as well, it's like a, um, a web series about Fanny Craddock, it's brilliant, give it a watch, it's fantastic. Um, anyway, she came on the show and uh, she went to the zoo, so she's going to tell us all about it. The weekend, you've watched the football. Yes. yes. Your child is now healthy. Your yes. teeth are sparkling. What has happened in the? Uh, mm -hmm. What's happened then? Well, so this is this is the truth, and I'm not just saying this because I've got a musical book that has animals in it. But I did go to the zoo. <gasps> I went to the zoo. <gasps> yeah. yeah. What a great weekend thing to do. You knew exactly what those animals were thanks to that book, didn't you? I did. I did. Actually, sure, we could do a thing where I'll tell you what animals I saw, but one of them is a lie. Oh, Should we oh, do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, two, two truths and okay, a lie. Yeah. Two, two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Yeah, yeah. Sh sh shush. Right, the thing might start saying... All yeah, oh, right, I'm on... No, no, it's not the pony. Right, I didn't see a pony. Right, I'll start <laughs> from now. <laughs> okay. Um... This penguin is black and white. Oh, hang on. Penguin. Let me do that again, Ed. I had it on the wrong setting. Penguin. Nice. Penguin. Definitely penguin. Definitely penguin. Lion. Oh, that's a good lion. Probably saw a lion. Colours. Foot. <laughs> foot. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, I mean, chances oh, are no. you saw a foot. I did see a monkey. I've pressed too many buttons. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> dog. Which one is it? Yeah. Oh, no, I did see a dog, but it wasn't in the zoo. There was mm. no dog enclosure. Oh, no, there were. Oh. There were those African hunting dogs. Hang on. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Let, let me try that again. Guinea pig, guinea, guinea, guinea pig. Does that mean you didn't go to the petting zoo bit? I, I didn't know because my daughter was asleep and I just passed. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to switch this thing up now. I'm going to put it away. No. <laughs> this is my evening off. We are rapidly rounding in on Alison's bedtime, Alex, and I think it's beginning to show. So... <laughs> So you you went to the zoo, you saw all the animals. A penguin, a lion, a dog. A foot. A foot. Yeah. A, a, and what was the other one? Oh, a guinea. A guinea, guinea, guinea pig. A guinea, guinea, guinea pig. No, but I didn't see the guinea pig. Oh, no, you didn't see a guinea, guinea, guinea pig. Because you couldn't be asked. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. So yeah, Alison Ward there, um, talking to me and Kate O'Connor. Next up, we have one of the most shambolic recordings um, ever. Uh, it took about four nights, I think, to record this one episode, but it was just chaos, but it was wonderful chaos. I've known of this man for quite some time, and uh, I l loved the work he did on such shows as Balls of Steel and um, Ghoulies and other things like that. It, it's... it's um, Ross Lee, and he's amazing. And if you have watched a film called The Bubble, which came out um, just last month, uh, or actually this month, it's April, isn't it? Yeah, it came out this month um, on Netflix. 
He's in it. He plays Mr. Best, the head of security, and it's very, very funny. Uh, and it, as I say, it's chaos, this episode, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, here he is talking about something or other. I can't even remember what he's talking about now. Well, here's the clip. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all amazing. But so then, and then we get to, got to Friday. We do, <clears> yes, Friday. It gets, even, it, gets even, it gets even better. You won't believe what happened to me on Friday. Go on then. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so the, the iPad couldn't believe it. On Friday, the yeah, it's, iP- it's like the iPad copied you. Like you lean back, and the iPad just goes the with iPad you. Could not, the iPad <laughs> could not believe it. So listen. So the other time, what I did was I discovered that you know the guy that dropped the apple, the, and and so when the apple drops, and you realise that, that gravity is a thing, and all is it Newton? Yeah. Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Jobs. So yeah. I. Steve Jobs. Well, I was playing with this right now, and and I realized I realized this the other day, and I'm adapting this to real life. So when I get this, you see that ball, right? Watch. Yep. Are you watching? Right. Watch so mm-hmm. I'm like, and I drop it. Right. I'm going to drop it now. So I've dropped it. Right. And now it's on the yeah. floor. Now it's on the yeah. floor. Right. I'm really happy. 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 I'm really. I'm going to drop it. Freeze. Right. At that moment, because you can't see it, it's going so fast. That ball has frozen. But I'm happy. 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 But it's going like it's going at that speed all the time. It doesn't matter how high it is, it's always going at that speed. And mm. what you forget is the person that's dropping it that's happy is also still here, here in the middle. But because it's going so fast, you don't think about it. But look, it's going that fast all the time. So we should always Oh no. That's what God thinks am I. I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave all that up to Brian Cox. Ah. Uh. <laughs> He, he could get a full hour and a half Maybe. out of what you just said, doing that whole thing. Yes. And gravity. Yeah. So that's uh, gra- Gravity with the iPad as well. Gravity taking the iPad down as well. Got a lot yeah. to answer for. Yeah, that. it's all it's it's all about it's all about the gravity, isn't it? Gravity. And that takes us to the um, and then Saturday. Yes. Right? Saturday. We're nearly there now. We are. Saturday. <clears throat> I went to film in Stafford. I started to do some filming in Stafford. And I said I was going to be very, very professional for this one because I never used to be professional. That was part of my charm was my unprofessionalism. I had to, I had to learn how to be unprofessional. It took many years, <laughs> but when I got when I got there, I was the best in the business. Mm. And when I so then when I um, went to do this film in Stafford, I said um, you got nothing to worry about. Cause I'm a professional now, and they, they wanted me in there at eight o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> And uh, put it this way, it was four a.m. and they were, and I was stopping at somebody's house, some lovely people's houses that put me up there for the night. And were, uh, 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 you know, they had something. To, they were connected to this film, and they could hear me outside at four a.m. laughing in the back garden with a hundred and eighty seagulls. <laughs> and, I was, and I was stood in the back garden, and all I could hear was ha 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 circling like that hundreds of them i've never seen anything like it and i used to say that my grandma was a sea when my grandma comes back she will be a seagull and that night i went outside one seagull seagull saw me laughed flew off i'm like there's going to be more i just knew it next and i'm going yes i love you and they were in their bedroom going He's got to be up in three hours. What's he doing? (laughs) (laughs) He's out there laughing with the seagulls. (laughs) So, um, so they were a bit funny. They were a bit strange for about half an hour with me to begin with when I got there. But um... so, are are you saying that that's like 
180 grandmas then? I'm thinking my grandma got her friends to come and, and go, look, let's just... Oh, it was like a bus trip. There were a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah, the, and the weird nice. thing is, the weird thing is, Stafford is nowhere near the sea. Nowhere near the sea. It's not, is it? So it's spooky. <laughs> yeah. It was talking about seagulls. Um, yeah, I mean, I... It was a chaotic episode, like I say, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. Now we come to uh, the last guest I'm going to feature. And, I mean, it's, it's another one of those times where we get a guest and um, who agrees to come on the show. And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't understand how this has happened. I really don't get how this has happened. And this one was quite an interesting, you know, it was Twitter. Twitter, essentially. This man said, I'm looking to promote my album. I'll do anything. And uh, we just flippantly sort of said, well, why don't you do our podcast then? Ha, 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 ha. He said, I'll have a listen. And then two, day, two days later, I find in my junk email, a uh, email from his PR company saying, yes, he would like to do the episode. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. Okay, do it then. <laughs> so we got him on. And it turned out to be one of the best episodes we've done. It was so much fun. He's such a good sport. And it's the one and only Curtis Steigers. Yes, him. And here he is at the shining moment of his podcast where he's discussing his little dog's grooming habits. It's got to be done. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention what I normally mention, Hayley, at this point when we talk Thanks. about dogs. Because with the pug, obviously, you have to do the anal glands. I've mentioned oh. it. I'm sorry, Hayley. I'm sorry. Oh, you, I said it you, every time. You you express your pug's anal glands personally? We've tried. You, uh... We've tried. It's very difficult. Pay someone to do it, Alex. Oh, yeah. Pay we someone absolutely. to do it for you. Absolutely. No, that's not something. I mean, I I have to admit, I mean, we're not getting to Friday, but we're not. We're never getting to the <laughs> end of the week, we? but at least we're, we're having fun. We'll um, do a speed, we'll do a speed run in a minute. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but I've I've never done that. I know you know we just have the you know the uh, um, either the vet if when they go to the vet or or um, they all need grooming. They all they all have hair that grows a of lot. Course, so they need of course. But occasionally we will have some issues. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make your anal gland thing seem small. Well, first <laughs> of all, <laughs> there's sometimes when the hair when they're you know they're just basically the hair they they don't get a, a haircut for too long and all that hair kind of gets all sort of bunched up together and then that causes a bit of impaction. Mm. Um, and so having to go back there with a, a pair of scissors and try not to cut their little bunghole <laughs> while, you're putting, while you're cutting the hair and whatever poop has ended up back there, that is not fun. And I have done that. I have done that. But yeah. even worse than that is that my little Yorkie poo, he's about five pounds, and he looks like a little white poodle angel. He just has the sweetest face. Anyone who meets mm. him... They love him. He jumps up into their arms and he's adorable. This dog is the is a nefarious humper. <laughs> oh, he no. humps stuffed animals, preferably a little stuffed dog or bear that's exactly his size. If you can course. find just the right one, he goes into the other room with it, away from all the other dogs, and you'll come in and he's just he is whining, <laughs> dining, and romancing this stuffed animal. And that's gross enough. That's bad. And I was like, Hank, really? Seriously, get a room. But sometimes that causes his little fella, his lips, his little red his lipstick, lipstick, his lipstick, to yeah. get stuck out. 
Oh, especially when he's got when the hair has grown too long when he hasn't had a haircut. I know where this is going. And, <laughs> and so it stuck out, you know. And one time, I have to tell you, it got stuck out so far. I thought I was on the set of Alien. I mean, it was oh the most. I have God. never seen anything like this. It was. I mean, oh. it was just things. You know, it's like from that scene from Blade Runner. I've seen yeah. things you people have never <laughs> dreamed of. A I've dog's seen, lipstick. I've seen dog's lipstick stuck out so far it was terrifying oh, um, so, so so what do you have to do when that happens you have to fix it you can't you the first, the well, first time it happened i actually <laughs> i i took it to a friend's house i took my dog to a friend's house this woman who's a friend of ours uh, she's she's a former emt and she she's just like oh yeah whatever you just do this blah, 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 and it's done um but you have to you have to physically manipulate a dog's wee-wee. It is not <laughs> fun. Although now it's like I've done it so many goddamn times. So so you do, you have to you have to get that thing back. And it's it's a matter of and because it's got long hair, it's kind of gone down in inside the I'm gonna say it, foreskin or whatever. It's yeah. just awful. And then oh, and so you're goodness. just like basically kind of pleasuring your dog with, with your hand. It's not nice. It's awful. And at the end, he doesn't like it. He's like, I'm embarrassed. Oh, no, I'm this sure hurts. he hates it. It's I'm sure he hates it, Curtis. Come on. Just leave my... Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm going to do this. I tricked dad into touching it again. <laughs> anyway, so then at the end of it, once it's finally fixed, you know, and the lipstick has gone back into its case, then you still have to cut that hair so it doesn't happen again. So there I'm holding my dog in one hand with a tiny little pair of scissors, and he's like, don't do it, Dad, don't. And I'm trying not to cut the end of his dick off with, with these scissors. And, oh, my God. That's, oh, what, wow. that's, wow. what, a, that's what a Wednesday can be like. So, yeah, his uh, PR company emailed me afterwards and said, yeah, can we have a link to the podcast episode? And I'm like, yeah, sure, here it is. I haven't heard from them since. But never mind. Anyway, that was that was the week that was, was its best of clip show type thing. It was a happy accident. It really was. Um, basically, we had a record last week um, that due to shit internet didn't turn into a record at all it just turned into one person trying to talk while there was a massive delay and we couldn't record anything or see anything really anyway we're, we're going to re reschedule that one and do that another time it's a good guest as well so it'd be worth it um but these things happen i mean you know it's a happy accident as i say um while i'm here i might as well do this we don't i don't normally do this but there is a patreon for that was the week that was was it i do this for free Everyone does this for free. We don't get paid for it. We just enjoy doing it. If you would like to support us, that is completely appreciated. We would love you. I and mean, we do love you. We love you. But, you know, when someone gives you money, you kind of love them a bit more, don't you? Um, but it's completely up to you. These podcasts will still happen. If you go on Patreon, there is some bonuses on there. There is some little perks that we're working on. And uh might be worth your while. And we also are on YouTube as well so you know you could subscribe to us on there as well make us look a bit better or bigger on there i mean is it every little helps you know um and i just want to say i thank you so much for listening um we have listeners all over the globe so it's, it's fascinating to me when i get you know 
the uh, analytics that say where each listen is from. And some of the places we get listens is just highly surprising. And I love you all. I think you're all fantastic. Thank you so much for being there. And um, my thanks to Emmy Weber. My thanks to Hayley Pettit. My thanks to Kate O'Connor. And I've been Alex Sivright. And that was, that was the week. That was, was it? Compilation, best of show. Goodbye. I'm starting to get a theory though, um, like with the ghost poking you in your ear. Yes. And like, have you seen um, Amityville horror? Oh yeah. Like, and they have loads of flies. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you've got. Hang on one second. There's a man at my door. You can just bear with me one second. Hi there. Hi. Are you ready for delivery? Uh, delivery. What is it? What's the delivery? What is it of? <laughs> eight eight a west. Oh, I can't give out my address. Yeah. No, eight. eight. What, what what's the what's what name is it for? Uh, there's no name here. There's no name. Yeah. You got a delivery for somebody with no name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got him. Well, how do you know it's not me? Thank you, sir. But you don't know because I'm I've got a name. <laughs> I haven't got a name. Our parents named us. They went. Let's call this lump of flesh Ross. <laughs> <laughs>